Welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I used to live in Tromaville. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Finished in 2020 and now released in 2022 with a story by William Shakespeare, a screenplay by Brandon Bassam and directed by Lloyd Kaufman. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis for Shakespeare's Shitstorm? Well, the story follows Prospero, played by Lloyd Kaufman. He used to work for a massive pharmaceutical company in America, but he was outed by his sister and his boss. Now he has lured them all to his island in Tromaville, and he's going to subject them to nothing but drugs and prostitutes, and hopefully take over the world. <laughs> Some people have seemed to have forgotten that Troma is still around and still going. Hell yeah. You know, we all remember the Toxic Avenger back in 1984 really put Troma on the map. And, you know, Lloyd Kaufman has directed films for 50 years now. And yeah. Troma has been around for nearly 50 years as well. He's also directed 55 films and Lloyd Kaufman has appeared in more than 398 movies. Yes. You know, you can. He continued the uh, the Tromaverse really into uh, Class of Newcom High in 1986. We also had a slew of Toxic Avenger sequels in '89. Then we had Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, uh, Tromeo and Julia in yeah. 1996. Then we had Terra Firma oh. in 1999. And nobody can really forget Poultry Geist, <laughs> Night of the Chicken Dead, which was in 2006. But of course, he continued beyond that with Return to Nukem High, Volume 1 in 2013. And then continuing that with Return to Return to Nukem High, Volume 2 in 2017. Of course, he's also continued to make documentaries, produce, make, write your own damn movies. Yep. You know, Lloyd Kaufman has created a, a mini empire. Uh, in the film industry with Troma, yeah. it just seems like uh, everyone has almost forgotten that this company is still making movies. Yeah. But they always release a movie like Poultrygeist and now like Shakespeare's Shitstorm just when society really needs it. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, we're going to do the review a little bit differently with this one because obviously we want you to go and see this film. Normally, it's out today. Yes. Normally we would show you footage and sequences and talk you through the plot and all the different things that we question and this, that, and next thing. But we can't really do that because, well, we want you to watch it, watch this movie. We were very lucky to get Tromaville to actually email us and ask us to review this movie before it was even released. And then we even got the chance to interview the man himself, Mr. Fucking Kaufman, about this film. And so, like, I... I needed this in my life and I didn't even realize I needed it. So I think a lot of people are exactly the same. You're probably going to sit there and go, well, Ian, the film doesn't look that great. I kind of need CGI, 4K in Blu-ray form. You don't need any of that. You need Lloyd Kaufman to tell you how fucked up the fucking world is and show you exactly why he is the man 
to obviously tell us why it's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, now this film was made on a budget of less than half a million dollars. <laughs> um, the moment the film starts and the music kicks in, it, it's, it, at first I was like, I don't recognise the music, but it, it sounds like a sea shanty or a hymn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the text pops up on the screen. Shitstorm, meaning... A situation that is utterly out of control beyond human comprehension. Yeah. And number two, a trauma movie yeah. is a shitstorm. Yeah. I was like, that's a perfect opening. The music that's playing there is the same uh, song that the band plays on the Titanic when it's singing. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah. same song. And I was just like, oh, is this foreshadowing? <laughs> yeah, totally. Because we cut to this party that's taking place on this boat. We've got people on the deck drinking and partying. We go below deck and they're taking drugs and partying. Yeah. We find out that there's a presentation going on for a big pharmaceutical company. Yes. And uh, and basically they're they're selling this drug called Safe Spatia. Yeah. It's it's basically a massive parody of obviously people wanting safe space now in 2022. And and we get it. We understand. It. I mean, we're not completely fucking divulge of emotions to people that some people can be easily offended by certain things but my stance is if you're going to be offended by something you really need a warning before you go in there to say that this is going to offend you and so if you continue into it and you come out the other end going well i was offended by that you already knew walking in there when i sat down to watch this movie i knew i was watching a traumaville movie and i questioned myself would it be would it be good? You know, am I going to enjoy it? Am I going to have fun? You know, and 20 minutes into the movie, like 20 minutes into the movie, I thought, oh, fuck me. Like, I don't know. Like, what, what the what the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? 40 minutes into the movie, I was like, can they continue this? Like, can the jokes continue all the way to the end? And then by the end, between the shits, the tits, the music, the laughter, I just threw caution to the wind and went, fuck it. <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> this film, like, in the first five minutes, maybe ten minutes, you're going to get... Here's a snippet of things that you'll see. Yeah. Parodies, headshot gory deaths, kids splattered in blood, yep. blowjob jokes, yep. sex jokes, boobs, Shakespeare snorting cocaine, yep. Chinese jokes, social media activists and social warrior parodies. Yep. Then Act One starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not... Then we get Russian roulette. Yes. Whale fecal blooms. <laughs> A Titanic shower of shit. Shit orgy! <laughs> We got a shining parody. Yes. We've got the shit orgy. We get a, a, a Lloyd Kaufman musical number. We've got animals with giant human sex organs. We've got scat covered snowflakes and flying killer fish. And all of this before they even get to Tromaville. <laughs> yeah. I have to. I, I, I got to bring up a couple of the lovely ladies from this movie. I mean, Amanda Flowers playing Ariel, who is a cock-sucking, crack-smoking, paraplegic whore, I believe she is, who all she wants to do is work for um, Prospero, lure the people to his island so he can get his revenge on them, and then hopefully he'll cure her, you know, her paraplegicness so that she can walk again. I was really into that story. I wanted her to actually get her reward. You know, we've got... Kate McGarrell playing Miranda. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, 
Like, I know it's not much to say that she had a lot to work with with acting in a trauma movie, but she seemed to be having so much fun playing a blind girl. You know, I like the weasel joke had me in stitches. <laughs> Those are the ferrets. Well, the, yeah, stroking the ferrets. That was brilliant. That, but like, <laughs> y you just saw that they all had fun, you know, in the movie. And you'll see it in the trailer. So, like, I'm not really spoiling anything for you if you see it in the trailer. Um, but the two, the two act uh, actors, actresses who were playing the, the two social justice warriors on the boat who get shat on by killer whales that are just leaping over the boat, shitting on them. They stay in that makeup for the majority of the movie. And yeah, okay, we know filming, they would have you know, shot those sequences on the day so they didn't have to wear the makeup. But as you, as it gets later on the movie, I'm like, man, that stuff is really dry, you know, and there's real detail in it. Yeah, I mean, the, the actors have all said that, you know, the, the, the the uh, the concoction the the ingredients for the poop yeah you know and it does vary and everyone was just like wait a minute why is all the whales crap got corn in it <laughs> but you know it's just the joke that is the joke. Um, but the actors have all said that at least it was, you know, the poop was uh, was fresh, it was tasty, you know, it wasn't going to cause them any problems. But yeah, they true. said that because some of, you know, the, the climate that they filmed some of the scenes in was very cold, yeah. they were thankful that the poop was warm. <laughs> and that when it dried on them, it was like wearing another skin. So it kept them warm, except when flies were getting stuck to it and they started to feel like human shit for real. <laughs> But uh, but that's just part and parcel with being in a trauma movie. You kind of accept that that's what's going to happen to you. Yes. And yeah. everybody in this film gets covered in in poop and covered in drugs and covered in alcohol and covered in jism. Yes, jism. Lloyd Kaufman, man, what a star. What a star. Like, not only is he playing Prospero, but he's also playing his female sister. And so for a majority of the movie, you see him walking around in a woman's dress. Yes. And I've got to give credit for a guy who's, you know, at his age, he could easily just say, nah, I'm done. I'm not getting involved. You know, people hate my movies or they don't watch my movies or the fan base isn't there anymore. He could, he could say anything. But I've, we've talked to the guy and the guy's like, no. I want to do this. And so he's willing on putting himself out there just as much as he's willing on asking any of the actors or actresses to go out there and do that. And I just I just thought that was just kudos. You know, i got to give credit to the man that he's just, he's just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing this, you know? Him as Prospero. So the story basically is, is that we get flashbacks where he's now out for revenge because he created this drug that was going to be safe for people human consumption yeah the corporations were not interested in safe drugs they just want to make money yes um and he ends up getting cancelled by the media yeah um and uh, and so he spent the rest of his years up until the present day plotting his revenge against this big pharmaceutical company yeah which of course he's covered them in shit on the boat yeah and he's used his uh his ladies of the night to uh, <laughs> to pick them up on on new jersey at tromaville and take them and take them to his uh, his nightclub, Prospero's Retreat, where he forces them all to take this... Wait, well, doesn't force them. He offers say. them all Tempest, this drug. Yeah. Which is also to say that this is this entire play is based on William Shakespeare's Tempest. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman has said many times he's a huge fan of Shakespeare's play. He got to see Tempest at a very young age. Influenced his, his, his filmmaking uh, yeah. career. And so... He said that he was also now of an age where he really, truly understands Prospero. Yeah. And so he can actually, he wants to portray this character. 
Kaufman's also said that, um, I don't know the, the validity of this, but uh, Tempest may have been one of Shakespeare's last ever plays. Yeah, I'm not a massive, huge Shakespeare fan, but yeah, like... Kaufman's also it's said one. that potentially this is going to be his last trauma movie as a director as well. Although if you look at his IMDb page, he's still got like 20 movies that he's going to be <laughs> acting in. <laughs> yeah. Can't keep a man down. No. But uh, this may very well be his last trauma film. And what a swan song whale diving piece of shit to end it on <laughs> exactly like i was sitting there while watching this movie and i like i said i know what you as the audience you're thinking you're you're thinking look the budget is low the special effects are bad the acting's bad this that and the next thing my my question to you is have you never seen a tromaville movie before because that's literally like the top five boxes they tick you know no i want to say like i mean I, i've seen a lot of trauma films uh, all the ones at least we've mentioned and yeah. more and uh, this one here is actually quite slick uh, in terms yeah. of it, in terms of its pacing, the camera work, the music, uh, the performances are all on an even keel. The only thing, the only real criticism I have for this Tromaville movie and some of the others as well, yeah. is some of the uh, I don't want to say obnoxious sound effects, <laughs> but like you know, like somebody shit themselves, and so you get constant fart noises, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like yeah, okay, but it's. You know, like somebody will, will tap somebody or somebody's expression will change in the music. Will go, like, he just moved his eyebrows. Like, it, like the cart. I mean, the whole film is a parody. It's a satire. Yes. yes. Um, and so the cartoony sound effects are part and parcel with it. But I just felt like the sound effects were a bit too heavy handed on this one. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, to me, it's Tromaville movie. You know, this, that just all comes part and parcel so as i was getting halfway through the movie and i'm seeing the story go you know once they got to prospero's retreat once they start hitting the drugs you know and they start dealing with the prostitutes you know you're you're dealing with like the leader of the 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 pharmaceutical company who who the female lloyd kaufman is trying to kill as well because she wants money and you've got all these storylines but like I said, if you're a fan of Shakespeare and you've read any of his work, especially The Tempest or Midsummer Night's Dream or things like that, you will see that actually they're very slick by stealing things from here and there and slipping it in there with an up-to-date script, with some up-to-date special effects, with some vulgar jokes, you know, just to make it easier for you to consume. I understand that there's some audience members out there who've never, ever seen a Shakespeare play or ever will. So this might be your only chance, and it's covered in shit! <laughs> <laughs> yes, now, this film does... I mean, we're not going to go into many spoilers no, here, but no. I do want to give you a nugget of excitement. Now, <laughs> shit nugget. <laughs> if, are you a fan of Screaming Mad George? Are you a fan of the film Society? <laughs> do you like Peter Jackson's Brain Dead? Merge all that together and you get an orgy of epic proportions oh, towards God, yeah. the end of this film oh, where it takes body horror to the extreme. And I have to say, it is the, the special effects artists and team behind this film, I think, have done the best job I have seen yes. ever in a trauma movie. The monstrous effects are fantastic. Now, granted, the camera work is very shaky here. Yeah, yeah. But you do get some gratuitous extreme close-ups of genitalia in warped proportions. <laughs> yeah. We can't even tell you. You have to see it. And honestly, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like, I've got an image in my head of Lloyd Kaufman now and a, 
I, I, can't, I can't even say it. I can't even, I can't even say it. I just, I just can't. I'll say it for you. Dickie. The chicken with a human penis. <laughs> now, I do want to bring up, there was one actress in the film that I thought was absolutely fantastic. It was Monique Dupree, who plays Caliban. She was, oh. She was, you know, because, like, Everyone else was a trauma actor, except her. She felt like she had stepped out of something else. Yeah. She was the most grounded and realistic character and probably gave the best, most authentic performance, you know, considering she's surrounded by by, by the Tromaverse. Yeah. Um, but she was really, really good, though. She had so, she had a, an interesting fight scene. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty well edited. Um, she also got, in the middle of the film, a, an almost five-minute animated flashback yes. uh, about how she came into this position of running this crack den after her mother left her. Yeah. Um, and so you find out how she rose up to become almost the queen of the of the of the, the ladies of the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> her her back and forth with the two social justice kind of warriors, um, you know, like we're, not, we're trying not to be offensive, but the, the, you have these two social justice warriors who are complaining about the standing in society and obviously, you know, your perceptions of certain people. And then obviously you have Caliban's backstory and they have no idea how to react to it. And I just thought it was just great script writing between these three actors, trying not to make it into a big joke, but then while you're listening to it, you can't help but laugh of how stupid it sounds from their perceptions about who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Oh, it was amazing. It really was amazing. Ian, what would you say was your favourite scene in the whole film? Can I really say my favourite scene in the whole movie? Yeah. We might not be able to show it. Oh. But you can describe it in detail. Okay, I'll describe some of my favourite sequences in, in detail. Like I said, one of my favourite sequences was the killer whale doing all the shit jumping at the beginning. I mean, the CGI effects aren't exactly up there with Justice League, Zack Snyder, or any Marvel movie. But, you know, when they say free willying, they're going to get shat on, I laughed. <laughs> Scat covered snowflakes are caught in the shit store. Uh, a flying chicken fucking the back of a woman's mouth out and then spewing jism all out the back. I never thought I'd ever see that. That was that was crazy. And then and then in the nicest way, a blind woman masturbating for three hours while her boyfriend stands in the room and doesn't know what to do. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, those scenes were great. Um, I want to I wanna call in the uh, the musical numbers, and there's about yes. four of them in the film. Um, some of them are done to classical pieces of music that you'll recognise, and Kaufman's just helped jig the you know the dialogue to match the beat. Yeah. Um, and, and that was great. Uh, she sings a song about her blindness. Kaufman sings a song about revenge. Yeah. Uh, the billionaire pharmaceutical kid sings a song about being in love with yeah. Miranda. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Ariel also sings a song while she's in her wheelchair. Yeah, about how much she loves smoking crack and sucking dick. Exactly. Now, all of those musical numbers are great. I mean, even Poltergeist had a musical number in that film as well. And so they, like, having the animated flashbacks and having these musical numbers and then having, you know, the uh, the outlandish 
you know, poking fun at all of these social things that are happening in the world today. Yeah. It's all broken up really, really well. It's almost like skits within skits sometimes. And that's what I mean about the pacing is also this film feels like it, it is all connected. There doesn't feel like there's any waste material in the film. No. It doesn't waste time on characters that don't really have anything to do with the story. Yeah. It's all really quite tight and very focused. Um, and, and it really, you know, the pacing is all there. It's really well directed. The music, the camera work. It's a very slick trauma movie. Yes. Uh, which is what, what caught me off guard to begin with. These violent delights have violent ends. Here's Crossbow! <laughs> Ian, would you recommend Shakespeare's Shitstorm? You know... I know deep down inside me there's a little voice screaming, No! Don't recommend this movie! And there's a louder voice going, Shut the fuck up! Stay in your fucking hole! The audience will be split, but it's Lloyd Kaufman. Okay, I'm going to pay homage and respect to this great man now who's been around you know, for longer than anybody should be around in the position that he is and not getting the praise that he should get for everything that he's managed to bring to cinema. If you are a fan of cinema, if if you only like watching films to entertain yourself in those little bland spots of your life that you have, then you're probably not going to enjoy really anything from a trauma movie because if you've not seen any up to this point, why would you even start? But if you are a proper fan of cinema and you've delved in and out of things and you think to yourself, hey man, I like a bit of extreme, I like a bit of parody, I like a bit of poking fun at people from all aspects of life, this is your fucking movie. And to have one like this released in 2022 is fucking a rarity. We never know if we'll ever get a movie like this again. And so I, I fucking implore you all, go and watch this movie. Even if you come out of it and say, well, I didn't like that, you still fucking watched it and you'll know. And I know that at least, at least 3% of the population will go, you know what, Ian, you were right, that was fucking amazing. And that's all we really need in the end. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm giving this film my recommendation too. I'm, I'm a through and through fan of trauma movies, big fan of Lloyd Kaufman. Um, but uh, I, I, I wanted to be critical of this film, but what, I mean, and, and it's so easy to you. If you want to compare yeah. this to, you know, all the films that are in the Oscars, go right ahead. But that is not going to make Shakespeare's Shitstorm any less fun. Yeah. And if you are sick and tired of the uh, of society in, in the media representation of everything right now and you need a break, you need a fresh perspective. Yeah. This film will give that to you in spades. And, and, and the main thing I, I, I come back to with my recommendation here is fun. Yes. You will laugh. Watch this film with a group of friends. Have some beers. Take some drugs. Do whatever you want to do. Put yourself in that lucid state of mind and you will laugh your ass off with this film. Yes. <laughs> Suck my balls. Thanks for watching off the shelf reviews.